Everybody, welcome to Noise Podcast. Today we have Kat Noon with us. We almost lost her in a storm and we almost lost her with technical difficulties today, but it's really good to have her on the show. Hello, Kat, and welcome. Hey, thanks for having me. How are you, Wu? So good. Awesome. Kat, we really wanted to get you on the podcast uh, for two reasons, really. Firstly, because you're a founder um, and as a, and a designer, uh, which is sort of fundamental to how I think the, the future of tech is going to go generally. Um, and secondly, because you're sort of a prolific side project maker. And <laughs> I've, I've kickstarted loads of things in, in my past, and some of them have failed. Some of them have been relative success, but I'd like, we'd like to get your insights on those things. Um, but to kick things off, we'd like to talk more about founding, um, founding your own company. You've sort of jumped in into a few projects, but now you're focusing on Iris. And it'd be great for you to just give us sort of the the one-liner about what Iris is and what you're looking to looking to achieve. So, um, so actually, <laughs> I'd be I'd be wrong to say that that's main focus, but yes, it is main focus. Um, I've my time design has has gotten me to a point where I can um, power focus on on each of them, which is good. But it took me about now three years to get to that point. Um, but uh, to go back and answer your question, Iris is uh, a product or it's for iOS. It's a product um, in the health. I guess you can consider it, yeah, health tech, healthcare. Um, and it helps you track and understand your, your daily health. Um, so everything from medicinal tracking and reminders to understanding uh, your heart rate to jotting down notes when you're at the doctor's office and uh, obviously building from there. You sound like you said just took you three years to get this to this stage where you can focus on many things at once. That makes me think you're ruthlessly efficient. <laughs> now I am. <laughs> now, <laughs> now I can say that with the utmost confidence that I am viciously um, efficient when it comes to my time design. Yeah. How how what sort of methods any processes or is it sort of your own rules here? Well, well you know I. I I co-founded my first company um, back in 2013, and um, it's it's been this like whirlwind into where I am now with building Iris Stark and and Lyra, um, and in between then so much happened. You know, I I, I moved back from um, Germany to the States. I became a mom. Um, I became a mom to a, a baby and then a baby that became a toddler that was walking and required different things than a baby <laughs> needs. So, like yep. there was so much transition that happened. Um, and in between that, building these these products that would become companies because that's the goal, right? It, to, you know, you start off with this side project, um, you see whether it, it works, it becomes this product, the product is doing well, it becomes a company. And, and all throughout that and all the while still momming and, and, and being a partner and being, um, a, you know, a, a granddaughter and, and, a, and a friend. Um, I, I also became the person that, that many people were asking me what to do. Um, and I had to, I also had to learn how to be in charge. Um, because running a design team was very different than, um, running, an entire company. So, and 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 though the the companies are small, there are still things on the marketing and design and and engineering side that need to be done. So, at one point, I got to the point where my anxiety was through the roof. 
I was completely overwhelmed. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. And, you know, all the while everyone's praising and saying, you know, oh, this is great, all of these projects. And it's just like, you know, I need, like, we don't talk about failure a lot. And we also don't talk about these things that are the not great side. But I wanted to be like, hey, everyone, like, yes, I'm glad you love it. I'm failing on the personal yes. side. I'm a shit friend. I'm a shit partner. I feel like I'm not being a good mom. Um, and, and it just got to this point where I'm like, you know, like you shouldn't, this is what I want to do in my personal life. And this is also what I, what I want to do in my professional life. I need to figure out how the hell to fix this. And, um, between like business coach slash therapist slash whatever, um, it was just like, you know, you gotta, you gotta work on that time design. Otherwise you're gonna, you're gonna kill yourself. And so sat down and actually figured out what happens when, and was also ruthless about when the work stops. Um, you know, so if someone wants to have a, a meeting at five thirty or six or whatever on, um, on a weekday, she's like, Oh, sorry. I don't, I don't do that. I think some uh, of the best advice that I've ever heard ever was that time is like the only currency that you can't get back. Yes. So like what you say about like being ruthless about it is like so incredibly important to like, not only to yourself, but to people around you too. Right. Because you're a mother, you know, you have all these other things going on too. Like you have all these responsibilities. Right. So like being able to say no is like super important. Yeah. And also to the project, you know, somebody asked me, the other day, like, hey, would you be interested in jamming on something with me? And I'm like, no, no, I, I love the idea. I'd be happy to give you um, advice or feedback along the way, but I literally don't have the bandwidth. And and I'm at a place now where, like, I like saying no because I know what I get in return for that. I know that um, that that correlates to peace of mind and, and, and me time. And that's the thing, like nobody really accounts for the fact that like, you know, I'm saying no to you because, um, you know, that's, that's probably the only two hours in the day that I have to myself. And if I want to stare out of the goddamn window and just look outside, then that's what I'm going to do because my day was just jam packed. And so, you know, and, and that's, that's, I think time design, like with anything, whether it's service design or, you know, marketing, whatever, it needs to be refined as you go along. So um, for me, when my daughter was not in, in preschool, I was getting about anywhere from two to four hours of work done during the day. And that would mean in the evening I had to work as well. But those were the most productive hours ever because I was constrained. I knew that if I didn't get the work done in this time, it wasn't getting done. And that across three projects, nope. Like that's it doesn't work if there is not any um, extreme focus. That's actually a really interesting point because I think a lot of times when I'm at the workplace, I think a lot about constraints because I have all these goals. Set. I have you know these tickets, these sprints. Like it's a very defined wall that I have to get done, and I, I can just destroy that like every time. But then I go home and I try to do the same thing, but I don't have those time constraints where I I don't say like, hey, I have like an hour. I mean, yours is like obviously like if you don't do it in that hour, it's like. You know, like you have other things like like children and mm -hmm. other things to take care of. So mm -hmm. tiny humans are a little bit more important than some of my stuff. But, <laughs> <laughs> but the, the point being is that um, it's kind of interesting that you have these constraints set up in that way. And that's helped you kind of like finish stuff from what I'm gathering. Yeah, no, absolutely. Which is why when everyone says, you know, like, 
or I don't want to say everyone. That's uh, that's a generalization that doesn't help anybody. But um, when when so many people say like you know there's there's hesitancy around hiring um, parents, whether it's a mom or a dad, um, that they're worried that it's going to impact their work negatively. I'm like, dude, they're the most productive yeah. people ever. <laughs> it's the opposite. It's the opposite. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I didn't, you know, I knew that before um, being a parent, but. I didn't really know um, yeah, like sure. what that would feel like. Um, yeah, and, and, and now um, working across three projects, you know, tasks are set up um, between days. There are some days where I'm working um, on, you know, like one day per project or, you know, a couple, couple of days per project. You know, it all depends on what's going on. You know, every Sunday um, or Monday morning, I'm working on my schedule for the week. Um, and the general, like, work blocks um stay the same but what gets done in those main like three tasks and then subtasks um that that can follow um are all you know relative to what what that sprint is like or you know for each project and whatnot and then the the demands but um another thing at this point that i did now that my daughter's in school um is that after dropping her off um mondays wednesdays and fridays are gym um and then work and then Tuesdays, uh, Thursdays, and every other day in the morning uh, before work is um, reading. So 30 minutes to an hour of reading, and then I get to work. What are you reading is right that, now? Um, yeah, good question. <laughs> Sorry, um, <Louis. laughs> so, so a few things. Um, but one that I'm really um, digging into is called uh, Being Mortal. Mm. Um, mm, it's just, it, yeah, it's about um, this... The, the way we we perceive and handle um, death um, mm -hmm. as a society, um, mm -hmm. everything from like the ending of someone's life to, um, you know, just the entire um, like health related, medicine related side to it, um, obviously. Um, Sounds like a light read. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Completely <laughs> light, nothing daunting about it. Um, <laughs> Perfect for the morning. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so um, for for me, it's a main focus because of Iris. So, our initial target group and who we're focused on right now, and when when we'll launch version two, is um, the like we call the user group uh, like newly retired. So, it is geriatrics at the end of the day. Um, and it's a very underserved and misunderstood group of people. Um, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm doing everything I can to, to better understand the mindset of that, that like, and I don't want to say end stage of life, but like those, those last like glorified years before, you know, things start to the autumn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you think that, uh, you, you chose this book? because you knew that it was going to impact the way you'd approach the company or you just, someone recommended it or did you just think, Hey, this looks like a really cool thing. And then be like, Oh, that actually sounds like a good way to talk to our users. So, um, depending on the book, this particular book, um, I saw it, I saw the topic, um, and was like, okay, this would definitely, um, help me better understand. But I also choose books. Um, I'm usually, um, swapping between about three or four books at a time. And I try to pick books that can help me understand the world better, understand my work, understand me. Um, 
And so like I'll have a, a tech related book or like I'm reading Being Mortal, but I also have um, like on my, my stand, um, Hello World. Um, the other is uh, Bad Blood, which I think uh, is tech, but it's also reading as um, this like completely insane um, novel because it pretty much is. Um, and uh, so, so yeah, I, I think for me, it's like, you know, how do I read something that's light and I can get completely lost in like a Harry Potter or um, something that helps me better understand, um, you know, a group of people um, pertaining to one of the projects that I'm working on. So you had mentioned uh, a second ago about knowing, you know, yourself as well, too. How much do you think that that uh, affects the work that you do? Because a lot of times what we do is, you know, we go out there, we research, we look at all this information from other people. But I'm, what I'm finding recently, at least uh, personally, I don't know if this is like, uh, I'm kind of curious what both of your guys' answers is, but being able to know yourself kind of helps you understand users better, too, because you help it kind of like, I don't know how to describe it, like you're, you're more aware of their intentions and and where they might go with something or um, like the, the direction you might want to take a product to. So I'm curious how, how much you guys think that self-awareness or EQ, which is uh, emotional intelligence, has to do with like other users as well. I think it's paramount to be reading, mm -hmm. watching, listening to other genres yeah. of media. And I, I don't really enjoy reading business books or tech books i enjoy reading sort of classics and uh things from before tech was even a thing mm -hmm. just because the way the way you approach a problem and the way you construct a story can be different and you can learn so much more about how you approach a problem in the in the office mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's yeah. just how i enjoy spending my time out because i think i just get so frustrated with always looking at the same things over and over again sure yeah, yeah. No, I, I completely agree. Um, I think, uh, you know, a good comparison is like as a designer, um, you have um, you have these different stages that you go through. Um, and I find the more I went up um, in, in, I guess, my skill set as a designer, the more and the better questions I asked um, and the more I was keen to uh, debunk my assumptions than I was to prove them. Um, and I think that's kind of the way I, I approach me too, um, for a long time, I think, you know, and I think this is just a general age and, and, you know, maturity and how you're raised and, and whatnot, a lot goes into who we are. Um, you know, but, but a big one is obviously the demons that we carry with us and those patterns that we're given as children. Um, and, and, and we have to work for a long time to to get rid of them. And so uh, that's still a journey that I'm on. And, um, and I, I, and now I find that the more secure I am with myself, the more I can better see other people. Mm -hmm. um, because Absolutely. I see them differently and that's because I just see them. Um, sure. and it's hard to, it's hard to really see someone, um, without having clarity within. Mm -hmm. And with this, with this in mind as, someone who's thinking this way and also someone who is a designer and I guess all three of us have worked in companies where design is an afterthought. Is this something you try to instill formally at work or do you think that it just, it oozes out of you this sort of design creative first thinking mindset? Well, I think you know, I'm a big proponent of 
higher for character train the skill. Um, and, and for, for us, like everyone that I work with and that I have the privilege to work with, they're just generally like, and genuinely good people. Um, and they're also people that are, um, eager to learn and eager to become better just across the board. And I think if that's the case, um, just this, this, like this yearning for, for education and for clarity are things that you can't really replicate. And when you have those two, um, with a desire to just do better and, and, and help people, what you can do with that is limitless. Um, and it just so happens that everyone that I work with has that. Um, and so I've, I've not, I'd like to think that, um, I'd like to think that my learnings and the conversations that I have with everyone um, play a role in that. Um, but I, you know, I, I think that I've, I think I've become really good at bringing people on board. So hiring, which I was also pretty shitty about um, for a long time, but again, stages, you know, I'm, I'm hiring different people because I'm seeing different people. Um, and now I know like what it takes. I know, I know what those qualities are like. Um, and yeah, it seems to be going well. <laughs> Do you think that, um, you've, you're very upfront about who you're looking to hire, but sometimes for startups in particular, just the, the amount of people you get applying for jobs is very limited. Has mm-hmm. that made it even harder for you to find the right person? people i think um i think working on products and companies that are very mission driven kind of do half the battle for you mm-hmm. um but the thing is you know there are a lot of people that are um underrepresented um or you know minorities that won't reach out often because they you know, they don't, they haven't discovered your product. And I think we need to do a lot of the work to look for these really great people. Um, because I think, you know, with the noise and with people amplifying, um, you know, your roles that you're hiring for and your mission, um, you know, they're not, you're going to get that echo chamber too. Um, so for, for me, it's like really knowing who I want to bring on board and being very diligent about the fact that I want our team to not just be all men, um, to not be all white, you know, to like, I want, I want people from our team to come across from across like different countries, which we do, um, you know, to, to not be these like very white straight men. Um, and I think at that point you get, you get this, you get this feeling of completeness because you know, at that point there's, there's true character in the product, you know, um, there's diversity. Um, there's, there's a representation for your users that are using, um, your product as well. Um, and I think it just boils down to like, who do you want to be as a company? Um, like what do you want your company to look like? 
Um, and if it all looks the same, then it's, it sends a very clear message. Um, and yeah. Yeah. It's, it's kind of interesting that you, that you mentioned that because some of the people that I think bring some of the, the best ideas at the companies that I've been with have been from other cultures. And because of the fact that, you know, it's not necessarily like one culture is better than the, than another. It's just, it's different. Right. And they see the world yeah. differently. And all of a sudden now they're bringing up something that you've been so like, you know, desensitized to as like, you know, growing up in America where just like that alone gives you privilege. The fact that you lived in America, like I came from a country that was communist that you literally have to get cards to get a certain amount of food. Right. And, and I took that card and I, I mounted it on my wall to kind of remember where I came from because that, that freedom that we have here to go to the grocery store and to just go and buy whatever we want is such a different perspective than my friends over in Poland now, you know, like I talked to them about, you know, like products that they want or like an app that they want. And it's totally, it's a different world over there. Right. And that's like a whole segment of, of the population, right? Like Poland isn't alone. It's like part of the Europe and like most of Europe shares the same sentiment. So there's, there's really interesting perspectives that people bring in too, because of that. And one thing too, that you mentioned earlier that I, I, I kind of want to uh, unravel just a little bit before we uh, move on to the next part is that you said that, and, and this is like one of those things that's, I think it's so incredibly important. We kind of glossed over it, but you'd mentioned that your questions uh, kind of changed as you matured. And I think that mm-hmm. that's such an important thing to, to kind of like focus on and to, to be aware of is that like, number one, like asking the right questions is like one of the most important parts of starting a project. Um, and, uh, I'm, I'm just gonna, I guess I'm curious how your questions have changed over time too, because I do think that that's such an important thing. Well, I mean, I, I think that, um, again, that like I, I, the, the people that I hang around with are also diverse, um, in terms of culture and skin color and who we choose to love and, and the religions that are practiced. And, um, it's not just like, you know, me grabbing a coffee with a random person from the tech industry. It's the people that I keep in my circle. And so having these, these conversations change, you know, just like inherently change the way I look at the world along with like living overseas, which will definitely do it. Um, but for me, it's just, you know, like, I also, side note, if, if you have not read it, I highly, 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 like times 10 recommend <laughs> um, reading Factfulness by Hans Rosling. Um, and if you haven't, it's, it's a book that I wish I could buy for every single high school student. Um, because even now it just changes the way you look at the world. Um, and... Mm. Um, you know, when you get out of this, like, I hate to say it, but like this, um, this like Silicon Valley mindset, um, it's just like, we don't, we don't need another fucking scooter. Like we don't need to bring them back out. Nobody had a problem with them in the first place. Like they're just, they're fine. Like just leave, just fine. Everyone can buy a scooter, you know? And like, we're making these like big things like uh, about it, like, like, Silicon Valley is the type of place where I, I think everyone should spend time there. And, and I think that um, I spend time there and it's, it's, it's wonderful. The energy that it gives is great, but it's, it's a bubble. And, and, and I think if you can get out of it, then you, with, with the skills that you've obtained, um, I, I really do think that you can make a dent in the world. And, and, and because of all of that, because of the reading that I've done and the crew that I keep around and, 
um, what I've seen in my life, I, I think the, the, the questions that I ask, they've changed because I'm willing to debunk them, not prove mm -hmm. them. And that probably comes with your self-awareness you were talking about too. It's like being real with yourself, right? Yeah, yeah. And also uh, like understanding that, you know, like like in, like they talk about in factfulness, like there are, there are ways to approach these things that we do, like, like size gaps, like really getting things in proportion, um, not generalizing. Um, you know, when someone, you know, when we, when, when we see things on the media, which is another thing, I stopped watching the news. Like I stopped reading the news for the most part. Um, and I'm very diligent about what I spend my time reading on reading, um, you know, like silly things. Like even when reading data, like you see a number and it's like, you know, 75% of this group has this, this, and this, and everyone's like, oh, and it's just like, well, yep. what's the number that it comes with? Like 75% of what? Like, is yep, this really right. a big deal, um, you know, or is this being made smaller than it's, it actually needs to be? And, um, you know, just like understanding that the world is, it's, it's better, it's getting better and, and slow change is, is like, like I approach things from the perspective of like small steps to the big goal. Um, we, we, we don't start off running. We don't like just literally from birth, like the way we come into this world is the way that we leave it like small, slow, and then all at once. Um, and so I try to, to take all of these things, um, and, and put them into this like toolbox. And, and when I'm, when I'm working, um, just try to, you know, sit back and, and see the big problem here and try to see whether or not the problem is even really a problem, mm. you know, um, because I think that's an issue too. Sure, sure. So what I'm hearing is you're kind of looking at these problems more holistically now. So when you're asking those questions, you're thinking more, um, trying to be more inclusive, trying to see more inside of yourself so that you can, you know, better reflect like some of those questions back at people and better understand, you know, like the things that are coming in, right? Like this data, like, is this data even valid? Is it a double blind study? Is it over like a thousand people? Like, where's this data coming from? Right. Right. Yeah, for sure. And I think like in general, um, I think in general, holistic approaches are just, are just, they're, they're better. Um, even down to the way we approach things at Iris, like the reason why we even exist is because, we think that you understanding you better, you taking control of that data, taking control of your health, even when the world, even when, you know, many doctors are telling you you're not able to, um, and providing you with this like digital health companion, um, and assembling this like team for, for more holistic diagnostics will just, will create a healthier you. And it's just like, you look at it, you look at every step of the way and everything we do and just, it's just holistic approaches yield better results, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 100%. I think that's a really nice place for us to wrap this section up. And well, my key learnings from our discussion is that recognize you're in a bubble. Uh, ask, questions <laughs> about the, ask questions about the bubble and then pop it. 
and then yeah. you'll be in some, such a better place to to move on. Um, jumping into sort of the next section is it's more of just generally about your side projects and how we all approach them and why we approach them and if it's sort of a healthy attitude to have. But first, I'd just like to understand what you, as a person, find rewarding about starting new things. Oh, um, starting new things. I think um, that initial that initial startup is filled with so much adventure and curiosity. Um, and I think a lot of people look at that the beginning stages of a startup as like really stressful. Like there's so much that needs to be done and don't get me wrong. It's like a clusterfuck of things that need to be done all at once. Um, but, but there's so much exploration that, that gets done, um, and experimentation and, and, you know, you get, you get hands-on approach because you get to talk to users at that point. You're still so small. You can hop on a call with them or you can have an email or message them. And, um, it's immediate, um, instantaneous feedback, um, to create something better. Like you have immediate answers to the problem and you get to take these answers and like distill it down because, you know, some people don't know how to, you know, explain or articulate. And, um, so for me, I love that. I love deconstructing and reconstructing um, these problems and finding a really great solution and then, and then putting it out there. Um, and, and I think that's where the, the allure comes in. And do you think that it's as, as things progress in the startups, the businesses, the ideas that you lose interest, or do you think you just find, let's look at them differently? No, there's no interest lost. I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't say yes to something if I thought I was going to lose interest. Um, the reason why I juggle um, a few a few projects at once um, is because I think it makes me better. Um, it gives me time, even if it's just like subconscious mind shift um, to focus on something else, even for you know like I'll be at twenty four hours um, and come back to something or be working like be in the middle of working on something like a post about like inclusivity or or changing the ui of something on stark and being like now i see why our users in that user group said that like i get that now um yeah and you know what's funny about that is a lot of entrepreneurs actually have that mindset where they love to juggle a bunch of different things and it's like a double-edged sword because sometimes it destroys those ceos or those people that are trying to do those things because they don't know how to balance them but the ones that get really smart about it the ones that tend to like figure it out they're the ones that that do really well right like you look at i mean this guy's way over referenced but elon is a really good example of that right like he's gone from tech startups to like building rock like he's going to mars that's insane that is crazy like, what's that he's building rocket ships yeah like that's crazy right but he's the extreme but there's tons of entrepreneurs that are kind of in that same same vein too where they 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 have a lot of different things that they want to do and and artists are in a lot of ways kind of similar to that too right they they want to do all sorts of different art but mm-hmm. entrepreneurs in general i've noticed that a lot about them where they like jumping between stuff because it kind of gives them insights towards other things yeah. and they they see the same problems in areas that people normally wouldn't see those problems right like they like to like deconstruct a thing that's broken and then figure out why people are saying that it's broken and then actually give them the reason that it's broken and then put it back together and be like hey here's a solution for you yeah um it's funny because i um 
you know, quite a few years ago, I committed to, to only working on things or only working on products or whatever you want to call them, projects, um, that actually um, aid in the way we um, connect and and better um, better ourselves as human beings. Mm-hmm. And, and again, you find these common things like I, constraints. I work really well in constraints if I sure. understand... If I understand the 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 perimeter in which I have freedom in, I can I get I know where I can also step out of the box. Um, I just need to know where the box is to know what goes in, what goes on inside. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and, and and for me, I've also you know piggybacked that with learning when and what to say no to, you know, if it doesn't fit into what I want to work on, what I find most rewarding, you know, I'm, I feel like I'm doing the best work of my career now. I'm about 11, 12 years in now. Um, I feel like I'm doing the most rewarding work. Um, you know, Lyra, for instance, we just launched Lyra, um, which is a symbol to speech communication app for children with autism that are nonverbal. I've wanted to work on that since I was 19. I'm, okay. I'm, 30, I'm 30 this year. And that's uh, why that product is probably going to succeed, honestly, because it's, it's those ideas that have been, it will like mark my words. I, I bet you that that product is going to succeed because the stuff that I see succeed the most are, are those exact projects where like I, I go and I had this thing and I talk about it a lot where I go and I try to take people apart and I try to figure out like why, why things that they do work. And it's always the things that they're the most passionate about and the things that are like, even when they're not working on the project, it's in the back of their brain somewhere. They're thinking yeah. about that thing. It's like that first album an artist puts out, right? It's like, it's their whole life story, right? It's yeah. always the second album that's the hardest, right? Yeah, because yeah. now you're like onto these other things that like, yeah, I'm still passionate about it, but you know, I'm, I might be telling my story a different way. And I have to like rethink how I've engineered this idea and stuff too. But I, I have a really strong feeling that it's, it's going to do well because of that simple fact of you just saying that you've been thinking about it since you were 19. Yeah, I mean, I, I, so for me, like specifically with Lyra, um, to be able to have parents um, message or email um, videos of their their children or, um, you know, and children can be any range from you know three to thirteen or whatever, um, but yeah. their kids um, using the product as a means to communicate. You know, at that point, even if they're not verbalizing, verbally expressing communication, when you give someone the ability to communicate, um, you give them a voice and you give them um, a, a place in the world to express Absolutely. themselves. Um, so if you told me that only that person, um, you know, has now has a voice. Like, you know, how do you know that the cure for cancer or, um, you know, the, the, the solution to clean water in the world is not with that person who now has a means to actually speak? 100%. I don't know if you've ever seen the video in my language. Have you ever seen that? It's like a short no. documentary. You will love this. Okay. You need to watch okay. this as soon as this is done. Um, <laughs> and it's about this, this girl and she, she couldn't like communicate with the whole world like at all in any way. 
And you would just see, like, at the beginning of the video, it's just her making these weird noises. She's just passing her hand back and forth between water. And yeah. you're kind of like, what What am I watching? And you're like, you're kind of interested. You're like, okay, I want to I want to know more. I want to know what's going on here. And then eventually you hear, like, I think, like, typing or something like that. And what happened was somebody taught her how to type. And then she went from, like, somebody that looked like they couldn't communicate at all to one of the most prolific, like, and and their sentences were so structured and they had better English than I did. Like it was crazy. They were using like these, just the way that she communicated was just beautiful. And it was such like a mind blowing moment for me and like completely changed the way that I look at like anybody. So like my girlfriend, she has somebody in their family that, that has that same problem. They can't communicate. And we always make it a point to like sit down with them and to talk to them, ask them how their day is going, even though we know we, they, they can't necessarily like talk back to us. Like in my heart, I can see that like there's, there's something there and, and like, they're like their eyes light up. Right. So they might not be able to communicate in the way that we understand, but if you give them a medium, right, like kind of what, what your app is doing is it's giving them a medium and a way of being able to communicate back to the world. All of a sudden, like, your view of them changes and they become like more and, and I hate to say it this way, but they, they become more human, right? Because you can now like yeah. you can understand them and you can communicate. It's not a one way road. It's now a two way road. Yeah, that's the thing. You know, we, we I think we as people, we have this um, this need um, to dichotomize and to, to put people in groups, us versus them, you know, so and so versus so and so. Um, and it's, it's literally, it's a, it's a means of, of, of helping us understand like patterns help us understand, but we've gotten to a point where we, we, as, especially here in, in the States as society, we, we see people that don't fit into these categories that we understand as less than, mm-hmm. um, we don't see them as, as you know, functioning human beings, because someone can't speak does not mean they don't understand math. It does not mean they don't understand what's happening in the world. It, you know, and it's just like, this is, you know, this is not something that should be. And if there's, if there is a technological solution there, why shouldn't it exist? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so for me, yeah, like those are, those are the types of projects that I'm really diligent about sticking to. Um, and it makes it easier to say no to other things. And, um, and it, and it does change the way I work on other, it, it changed the, each one changes the way I work on the other. Um, one hand washes the other two hands, wash the face. That's how it always goes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, yeah, it, I'd like to, I'd like to think that they also make me a better person. Um, because again, changing the people that you're around and the people that you speak with changes your worldview. Absolutely. So how do you think that some of these projects, um, and now that you're kind of like doing these projects that are like super important to you, how do you think that's changed you? Um, <laughs> we're just shooting all these you know questions what? at you today yeah um, I, it, you know it's, it's, people people hop into calls and meetings and coffee and you know passing you in the elevator and first question they say is hey how's it going 
and it's all passing, right? Um, odds are high. I don't really give a shit. They weren't expecting an answer. They weren't yeah. expecting to answer, ask anything back. But the one thing I always make it a point to say when someone asks, you, as quick as possible to ensure they hear it, is I woke up. Um, and I think that's my that's my my beginning and end of my days. Like I woke up today, and I made it to the end. Um, and so, all in all, I'm just I'm overall grateful. Um, mm-hmm. I have the ability. Um, I have the ability to do what I do on a regular basis. Um, you know, I, I didn't have the best childhood, um, and um, to to kind of sit back and and see how far I've come, um, and and what I get to do, and who I get to help. Um, you know, all in all, when it boils down to it, they re- like everyone I work with on a team level and the people we get to, to, to help and, and we build these, these products for, um, you know, they help me see the world in a light that makes me super grateful for everything that I have. And that's not to say that they have less, that's not like even remotely what I'm implying, but it, for me, it's grateful that I have the opportunity to speak with them, um, and help them and they have the opportunity to make me see, um, to make me see differently. You know, they have different lives that I do. They have different struggles. Um, and, and it's just, there's a lot of empathy there. Um, and, and, and really at the end of the day, like I, I am, I am, I am grateful that, you know, I am, I'm not in a lot of these positions. Um, I have a lot of privilege and, and, I think it's important to use that. Yeah. So I do. And I'm grateful. Yeah. And I think that when you mentioned that, you know, like your early part of your life was a little bit harder. Um, and I, and I find that's another thing too, that's very common with people that are successful is adversity was their advantage. Like it really was as much as like that, a lot of that stuff sucks and like, it never is like almost ever like a good thing when it's happening. Yeah. Like later it gives you perspective of like, wow like even the the fact that we exist 300 billion to one right like you can't even wrap your brain around that you could be a rock you could be you know like a stuffed animal you could be a lizard but instead you're a human right like that's incredible 300 billion to one like that's so crazy to me right like we're here we're talking and everybody's like you know louis over in london i'm in la like sorry where are you from cat <laughs> You're where are you from? Uh, no, I'm in Jersey. <laughs> in Jersey? Yeah, so I'm in the States. Yeah, so yeah. it's like I mean, like we're in all different parts of the world, and we're talking like the fact that that's even happening—that's crazy. Yeah, already, Absolutely. right? Absolutely, like, not even possible twenty years ago. Yeah, that's that's wild to think about, huh? That's mm-hmm. it's wild to to see how far, and again, per- perspective, how far technology has advanced, how far medicine has advanced. Um, what we've been able to do with all of that. Um, yeah, it's, it's amazing. So the, the project that you mentioned that you're working on, that you've been sitting on for 10-ish years, what was it that made it appropriate to start now? Well, funnily enough, um, so I pre- previous to getting into the world of tech and design, or rather design and then tech, 
Um, is it one and the same? I don't know. Um, was um, I was I was working in special ed uh, okay. with children with autism and a variety of different cases, you know, different IEPs, which are individualized education plans. Um, and so for me, like one of the, the common problems, one of the main focuses that, that, um, a lot of these children had was the inability to speak. They were nonverbal and early intervention is key. Um, and that doesn't mean that every child will grow up to be someone that, um, that can verbally express um their you know any you know their form of communication um but um the methods that were being used were just so dated they were so archaic so archaic they didn't scale it wasn't something that that parents could benefit from at home without going through like this extreme chaos um and there was just no need for that um it was a project though that I just, I had no idea where to start. And I think if I started it then, it would have failed completely. Um, I didn't have the skills, didn't have the knowledge, I didn't have the, I think the emotional intelligence. Um, you know, fast forward to, what year, we're in 2019, fast forward to uh, three, four, yeah, three and a half, four years ago, yeah, almost almost four years ago, and um, and two of my two three uh, two of my co-founders oh, two of my co-founders um, they are the parents of a daughter. You know, their daughter has autism and she is nonverbal. And March is our CEO um, co-founder. He works with, um, or worked with Ben, who's my partner. Um, and you know, serendipity happened and we connected. I actually knew March before I knew Ben, funnily enough. Okay. Um, it just so happened that March was in Berlin, um, where we were living and came over and, you know, we, we got to talking about just, just life and, 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 and kids and autism and, um, you know, he knew that I had this idea and he also had this idea at the same time. And, and so it was just like, you know, fuck it, let's do it. <laughs> let's um, do it. Let's do it. You know? And, and so, you know, we had the idea from different approaches and obviously he is going to have it from a different approach. He is the parent of a child with autism that is nonverbal. So it's just like, you know, we had all these, um, these ideas and, and these experiences from different perspectives and, um, yeah, now, now a couple years ago, um, um, teamed up with, um, Asa, who's our CTO, um, who Ben and I had worked with previously. And, uh, I'm just like, let's, <laughs> let's do this and fast forward to now. I think that, uh, you, you're being very modest by saying you didn't have the skills at that time. I think that it's clear that you had the skill to know that you weren't ready at that point, <laughs> uh, which you probably don't realize, but, uh, yeah. I've, I've had tons of ideas and I've thought, Hey, I, yeah, I can't do that. Uh, but you, you knew that you would at one point do that. And I think just to fire one more question at you before we start to wrap, start to wrap things up, what advice would you give to someone who does have these ideas and is probably struggling with the idea of, oh, I don't know if I can do it. I'm not sure if I'm ready. What would you say to that person? Well, um, 
So I have these, these this like list of things that I always go back to and that I always share with, with someone new, whether it's a new designer, whether it's a new entrepreneur, what have you. Um, one is that you're a beginner. Um, so keep that mindset, even when it's quote-unquote mastered. Um, don't half-ass anything. I was raised not to sign my name on anything um, that is half-assed. Um I'm a big proponent of jumping off a cliff um, because I <laughs> like I've, I've I've seen the bottom and uh, and I've and 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 I think mastery is learned in 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 the uh, the valleys and um, and 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 enjoyment happens at the peak, um, but that that climb will do something to you. Um, I think your work is bad. That doesn't mean that that you're a bad person. Um, you know, this isn't personal. Um, don't take it personal. Um, again, like ask those, you get to the point where you're asking those different questions. Um, you're trying to debunk your assumptions rather than prove them. Um, in not understanding that they have to go hand in hand. They don't work without each other. Um, find a mentor. Um, you know, how would you find a mentor? I think that's a really, really hard question. Ask yeah you gotta be you can't be afraid of get, getting told no yeah so like um, literally but, find your idol and email them yeah I, I think like you know reach out um you know the, the, the social media has made it so easy to jive, chime into conversations and mm -hmm. to connect with people um yeah. and i think connection is a place where we feel most excited but most vulnerable so we, sure. we retreat we retreat and and i know that i am i am an introvert i know that um um, but if you get to this point where you're connecting with this person, so like you're favoriting their stuff on Twitter, say, and you're, and you're replying to them and, um, you know, there are people that I, that I followed for years and I'd like their shit and I'd reply to them and, you know, didn't really get anything back. And then finally, you know, we're sitting having coffee or we're sitting having a beer and, you know, it's just, it's, it's, you know, at the end of the day, they're just people, you know, they're, mm -hmm. they're just people that have those same insecurities and yep. those issues, struggles. And, um, but I think if you're, if you're genuine about what you're looking for and, and, and again, time design, if they have that time, um, you know, you have a happy connection at that point. Um, but you can't be afraid to be told, no, like it's going to happen. Yeah. How, how do you feel like you get the leverage to be able to talk to somebody that, that, you know, you're, you're talking to them because they obviously have more experience. They have more of all these other things like what? Because like I don't have much to offer Elon Musk other than my time and maybe a little <laughs> bit of talent, which he has people just throwing himself at. Right. So if I wanted yeah. to work for him, like I would probably have to offer to work for free or to like just get his coffee for a while or or whatever it might be like. What, what are your thoughts on like if somebody came to you and they were like, I really want to work for you? Like what, what do you think their leverage for working for you would be? Like what would make you say yes? Well, <laughs> Not to say that you would do this. I don't want people like emailing you and being like, hey. <laughs> no, 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 no. A, a bribe. I've had, I've had quite a few people that, that you know, reached out. Um, um, one person in particular, his name is Dario, and um, he is fantastic, a fantastic person. He's talented. Um, and, uh, you know, he, you know, he reached out about, um, Iris, um, and if, if he listens to this, Hey Dario, um, um, and you know, he kept reaching out about Iris and I'm like, you know, we're, we're not hiring right now. Um, and then he reached out about, um, an internship and there was, it sparked this questioning in me about like, 
you know, do you bring on interns if you can't pay them? And, and, you know, I, I, I flat out told him like, like, dude, I, I can't pay you. I can't pay for this project. I cannot pay you. Um, sure. and I do not want you to, to do this and not get paid. I don't even know if that's legal. Um, <laughs> but, 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 um, but, it, it sparked, you know, I, I actually, there's this whole, like, there's this whole ass Twitter thread on, 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 you know, on, on this whole thread on Twitter about opinions on whether or not you bring people on, you know, even though they know that they can't get paid and, um, they still want it and they need that experience. And it, it's wonderful. It's wonderful insight into how people think about work. Sure. Um, fast forward, there was a job opportunity that came up that, um, for, not for us, but for someone else that I, I think was, you know, amazing. And, and, you know, I, I introduced them to, you know, I don't, I don't know where it went, but I introduced them and I highly recommended him. And so I say all of that to say, um, even if the opportunity is not there with me or with us, because we are a team, it's not just me, um, still connect because like, I, I, I will help you as much as I possibly can. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and at the same time, I want there to be an understanding that if I say no, if I can't help, it's because I genuinely cannot. Sure, um, and sure. yeah, yeah. So um, basically be persistent without being annoying. Is that, yeah, right? yeah, Is that what I'm getting? Yeah, sure. Sure. Just keep, keep trying. Like, like I, it, people's emails get sunk. Um, they don't read messages like just, yeah. Any way you can, just reach out, even if it's just to say hi and start that conversation with it, which I think is a great way. You know, a lot of people reach out and they're like, hey, you know, um, I, you know, I saw your work. I think it's great what you're doing. I'd love to, to be a part of it and help in any way, which I think is a great statement um, because it shows that you're just genuinely interested in the mission. Um, Absolutely. And, you know, there are some projects like for Stark, we can pay. Um, we have, we have money that, that we've been given. Um, so grateful mm-hmm. that we can pay anybody that we need. Um, and other projects like Iris where we can't necessarily do that yet. Um, yet. Um, and then Lyra, we have a full team, so we don't need it, but, um, that doesn't mean that you can't help. Um, and that's what I explained to people when, when we launched Lyra, I said, you know, a lot of people said, you know, how can we help? Um, I'd love to help on this project, this, that, and the third. And like, you'd be surprised, like we have a full team right now, but you'd be surprised at how powerful you going and telling one other person that will tell another person. I said, because we, everyone knows someone with autism. Um, mm-hmm. And so you'd be surprised sharing it on social media um, or with anybody, you know, like that is oftentimes much more powerful. Um, but yeah, to, at the end of the day, I, I think just, just reach out and, and like, introduce yourself like let's connect let's talk shop like me being able to sit down and have a coffee with you if by the end of that coffee i'm like i want to continue having conversation i don't want to keep looking at my watch like i don't know what time i have to move to my next meeting like that to me like that's that's powerful um and as an introvert i know how hard that is um but that's why it does it doesn't need to be anything big like let's sit down and have a coffee let's hop on a call um and uh, so yeah, I, I think, uh, find a mentor, like, don't be afraid to ask for help. And, um, I think the final one would be like, learn the, learn the foundation, learn the fundamentals of your craft first. Like you can't, I'm a big, um, I'm a big proponent for that and advocate. And I, I, I try to get people to understand that, like, you can't paint a house without a frame. 
Mm -hmm. Yep. That's a really lovely way to wrap up. Some (laughs) awesome, awesome advice. I I think the lessons from me just there is go down to the valleys like a young Luke Skywalker. Yeah, there go, you go. And, go and find your old Ben Kenobi and <laughs> turn into that turn into that Jedi master that you want to be. Um, nerd. <laughs> nerd alert. Did you see it that way? I'm here for it. <laughs> <laughs> and also just ask questions. Go and find the people you admire, ask some questions and keep being persistent. Uh, yeah. thank you thank you so much Kat for yes thank all, you all these, these fantastic quotes we'll be we'll be sharing them for sure on our social channels and uh taking the time on your busy Sunday afternoon to talk to us no it's not busy it's it's chill it's it's a weekend it's chill so Excellent. thanks for having me still your time we'll is valuable it. and we appreciate it I know absolutely likewise thank you very much right. take it easy Kat yeah. Yeah. Bye. all right thanks so much for listening guys i hope you enjoyed that one we just wanted to ask you one quick favor we work crazy hard to bring the guests on and all the work that goes with it we only ask you two things the first one if you aren't already subscribed please hit that subscribe button whatever platform you're using we're pretty much on all the platforms and second is to just share it with somebody you think would enjoy it that's all it would mean so much to us thanks everybody peace